This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a, next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Time. Anime, live. comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes, all can learn something new me too i heard words with no faith is empty i stayed the course though my haters tempt me beep the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time live Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody is having a great week. Yes, I am late on my delivery of this show, but, you know, things happen. So, what was the reason for that anyway? Um, I know I had to do something. Oh, yeah. Honestly, let's be real. I was playing the Batman Arkham Trilogy and kind of just went over and... Basically, there is a reason for that. I got into playing Arkham Asylum on the Switch. And by the way, I've I've finished it completely awesome. I'll do do a thorough um, review and thoughts on that on Select Start, um, which will be based on the Game Awards because the Game Awards is out this week. But I want to get a quick end with that one. But so look, I will just say this. Rocksteady did their thing on uh arkham asylum i'm now playing arkham city i haven't played um i haven't played night yet and i think that's going to be the one that's going to be the one right there because that was the more recent one and that was the more elaborate game too so um but i will say this from start to finish for those who are wondering who were just hesitant to get this first of all it's not a cloud-based game so let's get that out of the way i just talked to somebody yesterday on social media who thought it was a cloud-based and every right so and i said i you guys heard me before when they announced this when they first announced this on um nintendo direct i was like if this is going to be a cloud-based game i'm out i'm not even doing it don't do me wrong like that thank goodness it is not it is in in fact if you guys heard me um talk about it on the last episode of select start I gave you this the stats on the um the the memory capacity of that thing. It's they compressed it and it's amazing what they did. They I'm mean, it's it I'm Rocksteady was like, look, we saw what you what Nintendo did with you know Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I think we could do that with this game too. And they did. Not only that, from start to finish, Arkham Asylum had no crashes, no issues, and I will say this uh as well. The loading time is much faster than the original. And if you're playing it on handheld, it just looks amazing on handheld. So um, it's, I'll just say it's a go for me. I'll give a 
thorough complete grade uh this um this week on select start when we uh review the uh or we highlight the game awards from there but so far so good same with uh city right now city is doing really well and city is a bigger game than um arkham asylum and you gotta just gotta remember those games came out in 2009 and 2011 so this is 2023 right now just a month shy less than a month shy away from 24 and we have a system that's eons better than the playstation 3 and the xbox uh, 360 um pretty much rivaling the ps4 and you know xbox uh one to some extent so those who don't have a switch normally tend to try to crap on it because they have never experienced it maybe they just honestly i think it's some people who just couldn't have the means to get a switch so their idea is to crap on it and sabotage their experience of ever having one there's some people who are just glorified with you know with graphics like we spoke about you know or resolution i should say like we spoke about before and that's just a personal superficial preference it does not equate it does not dictate any of your game experience it's just it just looks sharper but at some point you gotta ask yourself it's like when is enough enough because we're about to go in 8k and i'm at this point I'm, i was already trying to figure out the difference between 4k in 1080 on 60 frames per second like it at some point it just doesn't matter like when you get to 8k it just doesn't matter like it already looks good in 1080 it looks great or if of course 4k look great but it already looked great on 1080 like at some point you don't know the difference and if you claim that you do i call you pretentious in that case because for you to say that 1080 is not enough this is say guess what it was the same thing that people said back then when 1080 was the largest our highest that we got um you know they were saying the same thing and i can say you can tell the difference between 720 and 1080 or 480 in, in in 1080 or you know 360 and 1080 you could tell the difference between that but at this point once you get past 1080 uh 1080p you really don't it really shouldn't matter like it all looks great like let's just stop with the with the uh, pettiness and the stupidity and just enjoy the games for what it is like it just it, it doesn't like at this point it just didn't matter but i will say man like I, i'm amazed on so many aspects of what rocksteady was able to do and it's shutting a lot of people up it i i looked online and, and watched uh and read reviews or read comments on uh social media there are less people you know, like trolling and throwing shade on this because now they know this game actually is stable now again i have not played arkham knight yet and hopefully i will i'm constantly on the go with the um with the first two and again it, um but so far so good on city um i it just feels so great on a switch and just be able to play it on handheld and it still feels awesome the way that you love the combat system is just on point still you know rocksteady really i think saved the reputation not much of nintendo switch because they i mean if you played a nintendo switch before like you have years if you owned it for years you know that they provide great games and great quality games and great ports um but i think they saved the rep of wb games because and i will say i, I believe hogwarts legacy may have also done that to the, some extent too but um it, it really i thought it did a really good job i thought they did a really good job here in terms of and again the comparison videos to the nintendo switch and all the new gen consoles is ridiculous because we knew that they were not going to compete with that it's not trying to compete with that it's ridiculous to even do so that's like comparing the ps vita to the ps um four like we didn't do that before like it didn't make a difference it's like we wanted a handheld version of it in some form or fashion when we played injustice when we played mortal Kombat, <coughs> excuse me when we played um street fighter cross tekken like we didn't care we just got a, a handheld version in our hands like it didn't matter like we knew it was going to be a step down but it still played great we still enjoyed it we still found some enjoyment of it like it, the resolution is just secondary it's a cherry on top if you will it's toppings it's it's really not that big of a deal so um 
I'll just say that to say this, like it, like I am thoroughly pleased with the first two games. The third one, we're, it's going to be interesting um, to play. And even still, even if it's not up to par right now, the way that they are right now, like any updates that they do to these games are even just going to make it better. And I will say this, like, yeah, Night has always been a questionable one. It depends on the, like, it played well on, on the PlayStation 4 um, from start to finish. Didn't do so on the, P on the PC, as we spoke about uh, in the past episode. So we'll see about that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I played, like, a little bit of it um, on air and thought it was okay so far, but I haven't dug deep in it. So I didn't want to go jump on air. I didn't want, I want to play each one you know, in order. So right now I'm digging Arkham city and hopefully I'll have enough of it finished before we get there. But so far so good. And by the way, classic and kudos to Rocksteady games. I believe every game that they have, um, every trilogy, all of the trilogies have a tribute to Kevin Conroy in there and they give him a, a memoriam in there to him. Rightfully. So, I mean, it's one thing to have this game. Um, be as great as it was but i think the contributions of kevin conroy and mark hamill and Greg griffin and you know um and uh who else uh tara strong i believe is uh harley in this one like all the contributions in there like kevin conroy it would have it would have been great but kevin conroy and mark hamill just made it even more great even greater because we love them on, on uh, shows and just bring that intensity into this game with this storyline and all the stuff just made it so much better. So uh, kudos to them for doing that. And this is kind of the tribute and dedication he deserves. Absolutely. So on top of that, all of that, we got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about a lot of trailers that came out this week. Uh, and my thoughts on, I got a chance to see, cause it came out last Friday, um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I haven't really, I'm not really, I'm a fan. I like Indiana Jones movies, but I'm not like that uber, like it, again, this is the Lucas thing, Lucas, uh, film thing again with the Star Wars thing. It's like, I'm not really that embedded into, in, um, the Star Wars genre, Indiana Jones is the same thing. Like I like them. They were great. They're good adventure well, movies, but I'm not really that hardcore on it, but this came out and, uh, this was, uh, Harrison Ford's last foray. So I'm like, I'm going to watch it. I heard it was pretty good. I even though it didn't get uh, good box office numbers either. Um, again, we talked about the other movies. This was another one that didn't really get another enough box office, uh, support either, but doesn't mean it is not a great movie. So it'd be interesting to see if, uh, or to find out if, if it got more streaming numbers than it did box office, you know, um, proceeds or whatnot. But I'll, I'll give my thoughts on that as well as, um, some new trailers that came out this week, but in our talk topic, I felt that this was, this needed to be the talk topic, which is my review of Knights of the Zodiac that also released on Netflix. It was a movie based on the uh, legendary cult classic anime series, uh, Saint Seiya. I don't believe it's a manga, I'm not sure. But um, definitely the anime series that people used to love back in the day. Um, and they made a movie based on it. Toei Entertainment we went live action with this one. And I was a little skeptical because you look at the trailer, it looks like a 90s production. Um, there may be some interesting things I got to say about this. Cause I was, you know, whenever it looks like a nineties production, I get worried because when they filmed live action adaptations in the nineties of anime, like the Giver and other, you know, stuff like that, it was very cheesy. Special effects was very cheap. The acting was also not up to par. So I, and, and, and the costume designs that didn't always look like what we want it to look like, like the Giver. I, I go back to the Giver because the Giver was hilarious. The the first two Givers was night and day. The first Giver movie was cheesy, campy, cash grabby. Because yeah, the the, the, the Giver suit was kind of dope, but the Zoonoi costumes was crappy. And then on top of that, JJ Jimmy 
Walker, JJ from Good Times was a Zoonoid. And I was like, that is so cheap. That is so disrespectful to the genre. Like this is back in the 90s where people in America didn't respect the genre as much. They didn't understand. They just wanted to get a cash grab. They did the same thing for video game movies as well. Um, with the exception of the first Mortal Kombat, like every other video game movie or comic book movie for that matter, it was directed and written by people who weren't fans of those genres. They just, they saw a, a, a an initial, uh, an IP, an intellectual property, if you will. And they just decided to like, oh, we're going to make a movie out of this because there are fans out there who like it. And you know, they'll see the name and they'll see the little visuals because, and they'll, they'll do it. They'll do it. They'll they'll jump on it because it's them playing into the fandom, regardless of how crappy it is. Once you see it, I will I will argue Dolph Lundgren's Punisher is another one that I I would definitely say was not as good, even though I watched it so many times. You know why? Because we didn't have anything before it we compare it to, and it was somebody bringing attention to a something that I, I liked. But in hindsight, of that it did not really was good they it was cheaply done it had some great it had good uh, good cast in there but at the end of the day it just didn't work captain america also fantastic four roger corman's fantastic four also all that like so when i saw this it gave me those vibes and it just remember reminded me of like um death note because death note also had a 90s vibe to it too the whole movie felt like a new line cinema movie from the 90s which wasn't always good like it was blade in in nightmare on elm street like that's the best thing or maybe even house party that's what you think when you think new line cinema um i mean they had some great stuff but every once in a while they it, if they focus on something that was um comic book based or whatever like that it wasn't that good i think they did spawn too the spawn was actually pretty good but nonetheless Knights of the Zodiac is here and I'm going to get my thoughts and it may actually, we'll see. It, it, it may be some, um, good and bad things that we'll see how this weighs in from there. So folks, let's not waste any time. We got a lot to talk about. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, we're going to start off with some trailer talk here. Quite a few trailers actually that arrived this week. One of which is Godzilla Cross Kong. We are getting the follow-up to Kong versus Godzilla. And man, this thing looks actually dope. Like I really enjoyed the last movie. Um, I was hesitant because the last time I saw a Godzilla movie was the one with uh, Brian Cranston in there. And it was at the height of Brian Cranston's career. Uh, with Breaking Bad and everybody was loving him for Walter White and everything and there was all this talk that fans wanted to see him as Lex Luthor as well so which I still think that was one of the things that DC dropped the ball in like he is perfect for Lex Luthor he could have been the greatest Lex Luthor of all time for some reason they picked a guy from the social from social network like okay that this is you wonder why DC ended up the way it is now because decisions, casting decisions like that, they DC films was the polar opposite of, uh, Marvel studios when it came to casting, like you couldn't be no more opposite than that, but he was in that movie and people were excited. Cause you know, they we're so captivated by his, uh, his craft of an act as an actor. And this man only lasted like a half hour in that movie. And it just, I'm telling you, we were in a theater and when he died at like no more than probably, I don't remember, like no more, no less than a half hour into the movie. It took all the steam out of that movie. People were just there. It was just, people were just grabbing, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is it? What is the term? Like grasping straws or whatever like that. I mean, twiddling their fingers or hands or whatever like that, the whole entire two some hours of that movie and first and then on top of that there was no action it was like you have a movie based on a kaiju sized monster 
that is supposed to be you know fighting against other monsters and it's in two it's a oh it's like more than two hours of a movie and you got nothing until the last until the like damn near the end of the movie where it's like five literally i count it it was like five minutes of non-stop fighting from that point and that was it and then on top of that what made it even dumber is that everybody in the city was cheering for godzilla despite the fact he he him and the monsters produced so much collateral damage probably stumped on a few family members and friends and they're cheering for him you just you 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 stumped on my apartment like <laughs> like what are you doing i thought that was like even back then like at the very moment of that theater when i was i'm like that is ridiculous like why are y'all cheer what what are y'all happy about like when he leaves you got no home what are you talking about what is going on here like seriously it was just ridiculous but i watched kong versus godzilla or godzilla versus kong i thought they did a tremendous job i still have not seen the other two leading up to that and i should i really should before this movie comes out um but man, I, I thought it was it was everything it should have been. It was action packed. It was awesome. The character, the human characters were great on there, and they lived up. It was it was like it was done by somebody who worked on Marvel or something like that. I thought they did tremendous on there, and it looked just epic as hell. So I am excited about this one. I am going to go see this one. The trailer shows what it. Um, what looks like a new threat, a new civilization of people that are attacking the monsters of Kong Island, if you will. I believe that's what it's called, Kong Island. Um, but somehow, Kong will need the help of Godzilla in order to stop this new threat. And, and this new threat includes, like a, like I said, a new group, of, a, a, an empire, if you will, of uh, people. Uh, they didn't give, to, it was very vague as to seeing who these people were. And there was a, somebody who was narrating you know what was going on but it looked very interesting like a third party element is going to be included in this and this is a new threat that's killing all the monsters in here so we also see a new kong enter the fray if along with a new baby kong as well and the cast from you know kong versus godzilla uh, is set to return as well so um i'm excited for this it looks awesome it, it's out now and let me see what is that actually it's godzilla versus kong so okay that's okay I, I i am right i just looked it up it is godzilla versus kong so this is the follow-up uh godzilla cross kong here and it looks awesome it looks fit i do like one thing that that i loved about the last one and i love what they did with um godzilla is basically whenever he charges up to do a uh he, he's like firing off a beam from his mouth his fins or whatever like that and his tail and fins light up as if they're charging energy from it and i thought that's a great effect on him as well they did that in the last movie and i thought that was great for this one too so it's almost like he's giving off a command mail wave type of you know set off so i really really enjoyed that so this is coming out in 2024 and uh it should be awesome it felt very like pay-per-view-esque right there so it's going to be interesting to see how kong godzilla and kong interact too in this one and how they're going to get godzilla to help kong and, and everything that he's going through so i like what's i like what's happening here i like the fact of the storyline here and i like the fact that the cast is all coming back and i feel like they filmed this immediately after kong because the little girl that was in the first one is back for the second one and she still looks like a child in here so she didn't look like she aged a bit so i feel like they're following up everything from like they they just started filming immediately after this i don't know it's like they they really got on the ball quick with this so it's coming out 2024 get ready uh what else is coming out in 2024 is the boys season four the trailer just came out i believe yesterday it's gonna this is gonna be intense um it was already intense last season because they're they're focusing they they do a lot of what makes the boys so awesome is that they um they take a lot from what's going on in the real world and current events and they factor that in and they weave that in and they make it work and this is no different we know now homelander is very uh conservative if you will very cutthroat very trumpy if you will 
and he's playing that role in this one and it is scary um this is like they literally are doing like what if trump had powers that is pretty much what this is and they're hitting home this season with a lot of things and almost scary to the point like because we always there's always been this talk about civil war that is going on and and i got for god's sakes if i feel like if um you know trump was still president it might have happened that way and this is what they're kind of factoring on here um but starbright or if i'm saying her name right starlight it might be starlight actually um there's a civil war between starlight who's kind of playing the liberal side of things and homelander who's playing the conservative side of things and it's heating up big because each party you know side is a party and everything are having a heated debate with each other and so to the point that they all start you know a riot in the streets and she's looking like this is not how i want things but homelander is like yeah i'm loving all this the look on his face is creepy um the boys are out to stop everything from turning into chaos but it looks like chaos is ensuing very quickly here jeffrey d morgan also is joining the cast and that's going to be interesting to see where he uh where he lies at we see scenes with him with um with with the boys but that doesn't mean anything we don't know where where he where side he's on from here i do notice that mm or mother's milk i hate calling him mother's milk it's just something about that's just creepy maybe it's a freudian effect on my part but mm is no longer uh rocking a beard in this too i don't know what that how that plays into but i noticed that as well um uh, we see a lot of the other you know members of the boys also doing things very quick clips on this in this deal and as always homelander is drenched in blood while smiling so there you have it it's all coming and there's supposed to be a big titan there's another there's another character in here too um a woman that is talking with homelander and kind of sounding like she's kind of you know weaving the you know um the web of homelander and he seems to like what she got to say so see how that works but also we know that if you watch gen v there's going to be a tie-in with the characters from there as well so because we saw characters from the original from the uh prime season come into this uh situation too so um there's going to be some interaction of all that this season it looks like it's going to be crazy and wild the boys have never disappointed and it's a reason why comic book you know um series and movies and all this stuff it's not going to die as long as the story is great and the story with the boys are awesome because they put in it for those jody fosters and and and, and um and martin scorsese's out there that always talks about this stuff but never really watches it like if you actually watch it I think they would be more compelled i honestly too if they're so great at what they do do what these guys are doing how about be in the movie to make it as compelling as you would do in a normal drama because that's what they did we got all these a-list oscar winning actors or oscar nominated actors doing these roles in these deal and what they're doing is that they are giving they're bringing quality to something that wasn't supposed to have quality you know what i mean it, it, it really like back I, I can't stress this enough like in the 80s and the 90s when like the donner movies of superman and all this like actors would not do these roles because they it felt like it was taboo to do these roles and you would never get a job again because they wouldn't take you seriously and it wasn't until blade came out where people started saying like we can do something with this and then everything else came in and all these actors started really bringing making these characters and the stories more compelling as if you were watching normal dramas or you know other action type it was a, it was an, a like a a hybrid of different type of movie genres all in one with some great special effects so you got the drama side like if you if we talk about that we talk about the winter soldier the winter soldier isn't unlike any movie that we've seen before and the fact that they got robert redford in that movie says a lot because Robert Redford is from that era where it's like, if you do a superhero movie, you, you know, you'll be frowned upon. You know, it, it's a it's a career killer if you do a superhero movie because it's not to be taken seriously, it's groovy. The fact that they got Robert Redford to agree to do this and play Alexander Pierce was telling 
because it, it the script was good enough for him to do and to play a role that he can really bring to life and make it serious and he did that and they all did that and it was like it wasn't your normal superhero movie it wasn't your normal comic book movie it was very much a military drama you know a espionage military drama to that extent and i to those like the jody fosters the jennifer anistons all the, like they talk about it but i bet you they didn't watch any of it they you i just don't and then yeah some of them are you know are lighthearted and fun but uh, there's some really serious ones too and you gotta understand we're captivated like the same people who watch their movies were captivated to watch those movies as well like don't don't like it, it, like here's my deal if you're that great at what you do how about do one of these movies and do what you do best especially the directors like scorsese and all those guys who kind of in in quentin tarantino's who frown upon it and by the way kill bill is as close to a comic book movie as you could possibly get okay like scorsese if you're that great at what you're doing how about try to do what they do and make people want to watch your your movies try it do what you do but bring that bring that flavor into a comic book atmosphere and see if you could do it i think that you can i'm challenging it i don't care <laughs> you know if you claim that you're the best make it work you know so and i get like is i get that people are just more excited today look what we're going through we want to see something that you know suspends our disbelief this day because there's so much going on in the outside so we're gonna you know we're gonna migrate over to that stuff you know and i'm just saying it like just it's all about the story if the story is great like it is in a boys like it has been in a lot of marvel content we will like it we will enjoy it so that's all i gotta say about that but let's talk about another trailer here um that is the suicide squad they're going into anime mode once again wb japan is stepping in to bring us another awesome anime in the world of dc in the dc universe uh called suicide squad esekai and it's an incredible looking anime featuring task force x once again in a crazy um you know death-defying adventure we see harley quinn deadshot king shark peacemaker and clayface all in this now take note that um we also see the appearance of amanda waller and joker in this as well but note it that in this trailer the trailer is in japanese with english sub so we haven't seen we haven't we don't know the english cast that has been announced yet and hopefully with peacemaker on there they would probably get john cena for it i don't think he would have a problem with it but also it just depends on the budget you know um this may not be like scott pilgrim <laughs> in this case where they get all the cast back for it but it'd be interesting to see who they got even if they don't like they could get some stellar actors who work in the world of anime to do it and it'll be fine um but it looks awesome it looks fantastic uh the animations uh is by wit studio w-i-t studio um it's directed by Erie osoda character design by uh naoto uh hosoda and of course it's produced by wb japan um people y'all need to stop sleeping on wb uh, japan they actually do some really good film they do a lot of uh live action anime adaptions some people like some people didn't i particularly thought they did really good with bleach even though there should have been a sequel to bleach and it has not been um it, it looked like they were gonna do some more but they kind of condensed the storyline down uh, to stretch it now they could again because i said the same thing about full metal alchemist where they actually uh they did the first movie and it felt like they just condensed a lot of the arcs together into one and i thought that was gonna one and done deal but we learned later that they did two new movies for full metal alchemist that kind of just stretched everything out so when you put them all together it's actually a really good trilogy of movies and they i thought they did a lot right um even the even the english dub versions of it the uh adr english translations of it were, were really good as well so special effects and everything they like they they, they put on a budget for this um so i like a lot of the wb japan stuff 
that they work on. So I, I think this will be no different. And we saw some of the other uh, anime versions of, you know, DC animated shows that they have the Batman. Um, what is the Batman when, uh, Samurai movie? That was awesome in there as well. And um, Catwoman just had one a while back. There's a few of them um, that came out from WB Japan. So I am looking forward to this one. It looks awesome there. So we will see. So last thing I want to talk about is my thoughts on the last Indiana Jones movie. That's Indiana Jones in the um, Dial of Destiny. I thought was a really good movie. Um, it's a movie I have not, you know, again, like I said, I haven't watched Indiana Jones movies in ages. Like I stopped after the Temple of Doom. I think I watched the last crusade once and that was it. And then I didn't watch the one with Shia LaBeouf in there um either so i just kicked off but the temple of doom and the first one was like the a new hope and uh empire strikes back to everybody and i thought they did a really good job here um it was harrison ford's last you know run as uh indiana jones i don't know if they're going to continue it with somebody else afterwards but it was i thought it was really cool what they did uh it, they're now in the 60s and indiana jones they you know they aged them well. I will say this. They did a flashback scene in the beginning of the sh of the um, movie. As much as I enjoyed that, I will say that you can tell that the Indiana Jones that they had on there was completely CGI. Um, it looked dope. It looked awesome. But it didn't look like it. I, I can really tell that it was CGI. Like, like his whole entire performance and everything was CGI. You know how... I don't know why it looked different with Lucas films, but not with Marvel. When Marvel does that, when they do that CGI uh, effect where they make somebody look younger or older, they seem to have do done it right. But this one, I really could tell. It felt like it, it wasn't as, it wasn't like the flash bad. It wasn't like that, but it also was just like the movements, the animation and movements of them. I, it, it was easily you could tell that was CGI completely, um, but it was high grade CGI to say the least. But it looked great. He did awesome. Um, I felt like almost they, they milled it CGI uh, Indiana Jones with everybody else who were actual like live action actors. It was crazy how they did that, but it worked to the to uh, to the to the extent. Um, and then they just went over to the sixties where we saw. Harrison Ford, he's a lot older now. He's a teacher. He like this guy who's went through so many adventures. I love that fact that they did that. He went through so many adventures and he's just living in some danky apartment next to some rowdy, uh, you know, uh, young adults and teenagers. No, they're young um, adults, like in their twenties or whatever like that, just rocking out and partying and all the stuff. And he's on the path of his retirement. Can I say, can I ask something? Why is it? And I, know, I don't know, this doesn't happen today. I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen today. But I don't understand why when a person retires, especially back then, that the, the traditional gift that you give somebody when they retire is that you give them a watch or a clock. I don't, I, I need to understand the, the tradition of this and why. Because to me, it's like, you got somebody like Indiana Jones who's been teaching for years, um, decades even. He's He had tenure or whatnot, and he retires. And you're getting older, and everything's passing by. And the last thing you wanna have is a clock or a watch. What is that saying? What is that? What is what is the meaning of that? Is that to say like, well, you could just use this to watch your, your life go uh, flashing before your eyes. You can just use this to the end. Like, why is that a great gift for a person who retires? I, I just think it's like, it's actually more offensive than anything. It's like, I don't want to be a reminder that like my time is almost up. <laughs> okay. Like, like, give me a trip to somewhere. Give me something like, don't give me a stupid ass cheap clock or watch, but that's what they did. He gave it away to somebody rightfully so. And you know, all along his, uh, a former, um, uh, a acquaintance with them, a young girl by the name of uh, Helena comes by and, you know, wants him to go on one more adventure to get this dial, this piece of a dial that he could go better because if they get all the pieces, then they can try, they could time travel 
back to an era for whatever reason why they wanted to do that and this so happens that they um they are going to you know she's also the child of um basil shaw which was played by toby jones uh aka the uh we know him as the the uh right hand man uh, or armin zola to um the red skull and in, in, in captain america so he's playing here as well as the father of her and um he's no longer there anymore and they end up going on a journey to try to find this um dial but they're also you know of course you can't have indiana jones without nazis and by this point you know the not you know there's a guy named dr vola who apparently is going after him as well because he wants that peace he wants to you know achieve what he's trying to achieve so again they're going on this worldwide chase for these uh you know these MacGuffins and everything and um you know it's it's, it's classic indie it's classic indie stuff but it's now an older indie so we have to do it one thing i didn't notice at that antonio banderas was in there i saw that he was casted on here but i didn't really see where he was or who he was in the movie what i did see was just ginormous dude named hulk played by oliver richter uh richters and this dude is gi he is i thought he was i honestly i thought he was cgi at first but i just remember i did see it's not the first time i've seen him he was in the kingsman as well um and he played in black widow too and i was like this dude is insanely tall he's got the guinness book of world records for the tallest bodybuilder um in the world it's like seven he's like seven foot something uh he is perfect for this movie like indy always ends up fighting some really big dude like this dude is like anime big this is like the type of big dude that like kinshiro from fist of the north star would face before he would take him out he was that big so and the new uh young guy this time around was uh teddy coomer played by ethan uh isador and i thought he did i thought they all did pretty good i thought it was a really awesome you know experience it felt like the indiana jones of old so i liked the way that they ended the movie i loved the way everything about it it was a great homage to everything that harrison has uh ford has you know put into it and you got to see some familiar faces from the original in, uh, indiana jones as well and there i won't spoil it completely but there's uh you know because i honestly i there are still people who've not seen this movie they didn't go out to the um theaters to see it but there you know there's some great homage to the raiders of the lost ark movie and you know a lot of familiar faces and you know tributes and in in um easter eggs to that extent too so i think people who love the original indiana jones movie in the temple of doom will i can't speak for the last crusade because i don't think a lot of people liked the last crusade with sean um sean connery in there playing his father or the other one after that i don't think it really succeeded at that but um i think this one goes back to formula so i think people will immediately appreciate what you got to see here and it was i thought it was a lot of fun it was it was really a lot of fun and a lot of great action in here as well so if you haven't checked it out it's on disney plus right now so go out of your way and check it out and folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're gonna take a break come back and i will talk about the knights of the zodiac and did they get this right did they or they just go and get it give us a cheap cash grab we'll talk about that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley flanagan the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live this is tom gibbis the voice of shikamaru nara from naruto and you are listening to acmg presents talk time live and it's not a drag do it and now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Wait. 
folks we are back with our talk topic of the week and it is my review of knights of the zodiac the movie based on the ever popular cult classic anime called saint Seiya, and toy animation has produced this and i gotta say i was taken back by how good this was I didn't think that this was going to be as good as it was, but it actually was pretty good. It wasn't great, mind you, but I was thoroughly surprised at how much effort they put into this. Um, and I think that's what kind of made people so skeptical about going to the movies to see this because we've seen adaptations before from anime, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, um, that just didn't give it the respect that it, it deserved. They actually did a really good job, especially in terms of special effects and action and everything. The action was very fast paced. It was impactful. Um, it looked believable. Like they they really put in, they really put in that work for this movie. And I was really surprised seeing um, Femke uh, Jason, AKA um, Jean Grey in this movie as the main villain there. She plays Vander uh, Garad in this movie and i thought she did pretty well too like it was it was a well done it was a very well done uh movie to be honest like i didn't i came away with this not exactly blow like blown away like this was an awesome movie it really it was pretty good i thought there were some things that i wish they would have done a little bit better but i will say i thought they it, it was a lot of effort being done to this and if you're an anime fan um that was looking hoping that this lived up to the actual um the actual anime series i think it did to some extent i think they did and i also what i was also worried about too was the adding of you know american actors into a you know japanese um you know based you know anime because whenever they do that and i think that's been part of the problem is that a lot of these movies these live adaptation movies that were done they were americanized they were localized so they used american actors to play roles that probably they shouldn't have been playing but here they really really did a great job the main character was asian you know uh matt Kenyu, i believe i don't know i don't recognize where the actor's from but i thought he did a great job as saya um but then they had um madison uh iceman play uh sienna in here which by the end of this i was like oh she really does look like her she really does have the classic anime look and everything too so i also like the fact that if you watch the trailers and everything they do the behind the scenes of how they did special effects and the fast-paced fighting and everything the fighting was so good the, i think that's when it that was the that was the part that really woke me up was when they started doing the fight scenes um all around the fight scenes were surprisingly well done uh it was like scott atkins was actually doing the fight choreography in here and if you ever watch a movie with scott atkins um in there you know that it's like fast pace it it, it looks like fighting from a video game come to life and like i'm telling you watch watch the movie undisputed two and three and you'll see what i'm talking about with scott akins in here playing boyka that dude is one of the greatest fight act fighting uh choreographies ever i'm not joking i, I will stand by that scott akins uh fight scenes are some of the best because it's just i don't know who's doing them but they they it's like they speed up the camera i don't know if they really speed up the camera or not but it, it's just it's hard hitting fast paced, and then he's flipping and doing all these things unbelievable like kicks and things and all this stuff and it's just, it, it's like one of the best things i've ever seen and then this they kind of play off of this on knights of the zodiac too like uh, saya is involved in a lot and apparently he's doing all the work himself if you look at some of the behind the scenes stuff um it's wire there's wire work and everything but for what they do you need it so i thought it was really they they you look at the behind the scenes of what they did here it's a lot of great action in here so this movie i think if you're an anime fan i think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what they did now i don't follow the same i've watched saint Seiya before i've watched many variations of saint Seiya, especially on netflix recently because they did a 
3d anime version of it which i thought was really good um but i think a lot of people will appreciate the work that has been done in here the special effects and yes he does his meteor punch as well so they he, they, they get into all that um the story is pretty good too it's like say say is destined to be this warrior whatnot and um you know he's trying to get the armor you know the deal you know basically um let, let me read it from idm uh, imdb standpoint when a goddess of war re, uh, reincarnates in the body of a young girl street orphan Saya discovers that he is destined to protect her and save the world but only if he he can face his own past and become the knight of the zodiac notice that they say knight of the zodiac and that's mostly because he's the only one that they kind of focus on there is another knight in here but it felt like this is going to lead into if successful this is going to lead into the other knights coming in so right now this is focused on Saya and in another one which i won't spoil but down the line if you watch saint Saya, then you know it's like a whole group of these uh knights that are going to come together and they are also going to be facing other knights as well in here too um i also thought they did a good job with marin's characters too um basically like the, the basically what it is is the um the uh, trainer of um uh, saya is on here as well um dj storm dj storm played uh decrates i seen this guy before but i don't know where i've seen this dude before he's played in a lot of things and voiced a lot of roles too i think he was in um he was in one of the, um he was in deadpool i think i seen him on there doing um it don't like a distant crew he was uh colossus um in that crew i've seen him in other action roles he also voices a lot of things too um so he was in here as well he looks like the dude from w uh M M A C masters if anybody remembers that show the old um shannon lee show where they did like a fictitious competition or whatnot this is a really dope show if you haven't go find that that was awesome um so like i said if you love the movie or if you like the series you may actually like this i thought it was pretty good there were a lot of there were a lot of action the action scenes in here were were pretty cool there were some slow parts in here and maybe i don't know it's because i was maybe tired or under the weather or whatnot uh but i was trying to you know watch through the whole thing but it i would say this um i thought it could be a little bit shorter i don't think they needed to be an hour and 52 minutes i thought they if they would have probably done really good if they were if it was a little bit shorter but i thought they did a great job with it this like you will actually find something to enjoy in this movie and i i mean th this is this is a good start this is a really good start especially the action scenes like if you just watch it solely for the action scenes i will say this too i think one of the things i was a little skeptical about or i didn't like was the costume design not because they it didn't i mean not in much the look of it more or less the color because I'm what you know, you watch the um you watch the actual anime. And of course, I guess they wanted to make it look more real. So they kind of gave a little bit more of a rusty metal look to it rather than like the white look. And maybe because the white look probably look probably does look cheesy to some extent. But I don't know. I think I would have went for another chrome color with some of the suits, but the actual detail in the actual suits and the armor and everything was pretty good i thought they i thought it was really good so i'm not is i'm not going to take too much away from it but i thought I, I wanted to see a little bit more vibrance and brightness from the actual suits everything just looks so dark like superman versus Bat, batman versus superman uh don't adjust as dark in here i would have liked it to be a little bit more lighter in that sense but again they they really put on a big budget for this um it was not the best like it, it, is it like one piece no is it like when it comes to live adaptations is it um what else can i say um definitely it's definitely like when in terms of live action adaptations definitely not like one piece um 
I would say it's not like Bleach. I really like Bleach better. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, a little bit better than this, but it's another it's another addition. Um, I think if they continue this, it may get better. It may get a little better, but trust me. Now, I don't think everybody's going to like this, but I think most anime fans may like it to some extent. Um, we'll see. And again, we're getting down to the wire of um, Yu Yu Hakusho coming too. So I will say this one was a was a safe bet. Uh, I'm hoping Yu Yu Hakusho is better than this because it's coming on the 14th, which is like literally next week. And I'm excited for that. If you want something to watch, go out of your way, check this out. Um, I, again, it's not going to be for everybody. If I give it a grade, honestly, I give it a B minus. I will give it a B minus. I think it was a great attempt for this movie. And I thought they did a pretty good job. There were some slow moments, but there were some really action packed moments. The character design, the acting was fair. It was fair. Like it, it didn't, you know, it didn't like blow me away or any type of thing like that. But um, this was above average at best. It was surprisingly above average. So go out of your way, check it out. It's on, if you have Netflix, you're already paying for it. It's it's already there. Go check it out. And, uh, you know, and just see, enjoy it for yourself. See for yourself. All right, folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it's a pretty short episode, but we got a lot of things going on this week. The Game Awards is this week. We're going to be talking about that. I'm going to give my thorough review as much as I can of the Arkham uh, Trilogy, which right at this time, I am thoroughly enjoying on the Nintendo Switch. I'm sorry. If you're bitter because people are enjoying this game, that's on you. But I am saying I'm thoroughly enjoying. I will continue this conversation with it because, I mean, it's safe to say like the Arkham Trilogy is a B plus to an A plus game already when it was out. So how it performs on the switch plays a factor and right now arkham asylum is gold <laughs> arkham city so far is gold we will see how this go from here um and i'll give you hopefully i can give you my thorough on um you know arkham knight when we get to that point but the game awards is coming out we're going to talk about the highlights it's going to be a big show there's going to be a big and possibly long show um that i'll do this weekend as well um and we got something i think something's coming on this sunday we'll see but um we'll be talking about all the great news that's coming out of this week as well so stay tuned for all that and much much more on this holiday season of talk time live so folks again if you like this episode in every episode of talk time live please check out the official website of the of the podcast about to say the anime of the podcast and that is talktimelive.com that is where you will find everything acmg presents talk time live that is including all audio episodes all video exclusive all of it easy for you to find and free and also you can check out our blog page you can check out our media page because there's all types of content of panels and things that i've done and you know and places that i've been and products that i've gotten there I will say this, there is a new product maybe coming. And I say maybe because there's a long story about this, but it's a video game product. It may be coming, it may not. I'm not sure how this is gonna go, but if it comes, best assure, I will probably put a new blog, uh, unboxing blog on here, pending everything works out. I'll just put it like that. But stay tuned for that and much, much more. But. If you also want to subscribe and download and never miss a audio episode and instantly download onto your uh, smartphones and smart devices, please check out everywhere where podcasts are played. We will find ACMG presents talk time live there. That is including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast. Let me tell you, we're everywhere where podcasts are played. You cannot miss us. Just type in ACMG presents talk time live. It'll pop up. So, folks, that will do it for me on behalf of myself. This is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care, and I will talk to you guys later this week.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.